0: you will go with me to the book of Romans chapter 8 my text today is this there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made us or made me free from the law of sin and death I want to talk to you for a few minutes about freedom's voice freedom's voice in the heart of every individual there's a hunger and a desire for freedom even I was thinking about this earlier even in the animal kingdom there's that desire to be free they don't want to be Dogs don't wanna be chained up. They don't wanna be uh, pinned up. Animals don't wanna be pinned up. They wanna be free. So there's something in nature that cries out for freedom. Ironically enough, our quest sometimes for, for freedom can lead us to new levels of bondage. Case in point, the COVID epidemic. While everyone wanted to be free of the virus, And we loved our freedoms to go where we want, do what we want. All of a sudden, the government restricted our freedoms to do what we always had done. Restaurants were closed. Shopping centers were closed. Only necessary places were were open to us. And uh, we didn't like it very much. Another example of, of freedom getting in trouble is our children. As they start reaching adulthood, and you know what, we can all identify because we were children at one time. As they start reaching adulthood, they want to be free of our rules. The very things we tried to keep them from, that's what they want to do. (laughs) They won't listen to our voice and we grieve realizing the price they will have to pay for their disobedience. Because we walk that same road ourselves. On this special weekend, we celebrate Independence Day. It's, it is Independence Day because we won our independence from foreign rule. No longer do we have to obey a foreign crown or kingdom. No longer do we have to pay taxes to something that we didn't, we didn't belong to or would ever get any benefit from. Those great men that rolled out our Declaration of Independence and our Bill of Rights spelled out to us and the world that we are a free people. And I'm thankful for that. We are a free people. Freedom is opposite to imprisonment, freedom is the liberation from bondage. Freedom is not freedom until tyranny dies. Freedom is not freedom until what holds you back from being who he has called you to be dies. Think about that for a minute. We think we're free sometimes, but we're not free if we're still being held back from doing what we've been called to do. Real freedom requires submission. It does. That sounds, sounds strange, and, 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 and you, you would almost... Say it's all the polar opposites, but real freedom does require submission. Submission to a gentle spirit. Submission to a forgiving heart. and Mainly submission to Christ. There is something about living a life for Christ and being submitted to him that just automatically relieves you of the pressures of life. It does. It takes the burden off of you. Whenever you realize that I don't have to look over my shoulder anymore. I'm free. I'm free. Freedom requires a death. It requires a death of selfish ambition. It requires a death of I want it my way. It requires a death of unforgiveness. It it requires death to hatred. Last Sunday, we talked about one bite of fruit. And I had no idea last Sunday exactly where I was going today. And, um, so I'm not going to re-preach last Sunday's message, but this one just kind of fits hand in glove with it. But last Sunday we talked about that one bite of fruit. Adam and, Lee, and Eve lived in a utopia of freedom. Can you imagine being where they were? There were no laws, there was, there was not anything that was even sinful. I mean, I made the made the statement in my in the message last Sunday. Eva never heard a lie. She didn't even know what a lie was. I mean, for her to 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 hear the voice of the of the serpent as he beguiled her, as he sit there and he talked to her. That, and and again, we're talking about freedom's voice this morning, but this voice was speaking negatively to her. However, she didn't know what negative was. The environment was perfect. Everything was perfect. Pain and heartbreak, none of those things existed. The environment was totally perfect. Love was in abundance because God came every day. The voice of their freedom Their creator, the one that established the rules, the one that that established everything from the very beginning. In the beginning, God created. And he spoke it all into existence. But that voice came every day and walked with them in the cool of the day. And he talked with Adam and Eve. Oh, I would love to have listened in on some of those conversations. I mean, you you stop and think, well, what did God talk to them about? I, I really don't know. I mean, it wasn't like he could give them any instructions because everything was already perfect. I mean, he couldn't tell them, you need to avoid this, and you don't do this in this situation, and that. None of that, because everything was perfect. It was all okay. So I wonder what those conversations were like. I wonder if his words were something like, Adam... Eve, you have no idea how much I love you. There's no way I can can paint you a picture beautiful enough. I've tried to give you a garden, and the, and the, the beauty of the garden probably was beyond human imagination. But I've tried to give you a perfect place to live, and how much I love you. Adam, back to God. God, thank you. I love you. Thank you for sharing this with me. I mean, I wonder what those conversations were like. But, but the problem was is they stopped listening to the voice of their freedom. And they began to listen to another voice that began to speak negatively. And, be, and it really didn't ever lie to them. It just simply planted that seed of doubt when Satan said, did God say? We went through that last Sunday. But that one bite of fruit changed it all. Where the roses bloomed in beautiful perfection, now they bloomed, but this time they had thorns. Where love and concern for one another existed, now envy, jealousy, and strife has taken over. The result was a death. I can can still hear the words of, of... of Satan as he said or the serpent as he said did God say that you would die and then he says God didn't you won't die you won't die and I imagine whenever she took that fruit when Eve took that fruit and took that bite and she realized she didn't die you know what I really wonder if she even knew what the word die meant because it was a perfect environment but when she took a bite of that fruit and she didn't die, then she took, took another piece of fruit and she walked to Adam and she said, Adam, I don't know, maybe we misunderstood God. I don't, In other words, these voices began to speak. But I didn't feel anything change, Adam. I really didn't feel anything change within me. I, 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 I didn't die That's what God said would happen. I would die, but I didn't die. So Adam holds it, and he hears the voice of God again saying, Don't eat of the fruit for the tree in the midst of the garden. And he looks at her, and he realizes she didn't die. Nothing changed. It is beautiful to look at. To his mouth... He placed it, and he bit it. And all of a sudden, he realized he was naked. All of a sudden, he did feel change. The message got through. The result of that disobedience was a death, and Cain slew his brother, Abel. One bite of fruit just because it was attractive cost the generations to come the joy of living in a perfect world. They stopped listening to God's voice. I'm talking to somebody today you've been flirting with the past. God blessed you. God God redeemed you. God delivered you. But you are now flirting with with yesterday and the voice of temptation is nagging in your ear and you've even began to, to weigh your options and you begin to, to decide well you know no one will ever know but you see if, if you're coming back from that road of, of addiction maybe we won't know Right up front, but we will eventually know. Because it will take you right back down the same road you came from. And that voice is speaking in your ear. And I know you think you're smart. I know you think you can control it, but you can't. If you if you are able to control it, you will be the first person in human history that could. Because it's a trap. That negative voice is a trap. It is there to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's what it's there for. But I ask you a question today. What does real freedom cost? For us, it didn't really cost us anything. All we have to do is listen to the voice of God as he guides you and me through life. That's all we've got to do is submit to him. Just to submit to him and listen to him and let him guide us and lead us and direct us. That's all it requires of us. But for Jesus, it cost him everything. He left the splendor of heaven. He gave his life so you and I could be free. He gave his life so you and I could hear the Father's voice. How do we get back to a perfect world? You see, that's what he's going to prepare. He, He told us, he said, I'm going to prepare a place that where I am, there you may be also. And there, there will be no more sin. There will be no more suffering. There will be no more heartbreak. There will be no more struggle. There will be no more pain. There will be no more death. There will be no more separation. it will be a perfect environment and we'll be free. So how do we get back there? Well, there had to be a death. The penalty for the sin, for sin is blood and death. And since I couldn't die for me, someone else had to. You see, ever since Eve violated the one rule in the Garden of Eden, don't eat of the fruit. Of the tree in the midst of the garden, God has wanted to walk and talk with us in the cool of the day. That was the thing that was taken away from God. He enjoyed that time walking and talking with Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve, in their disobedience, denied God the right. Adam and Eve's actions severed that relationship between God and man, and God has longed to walk hand in hand with man. If mankind was ever to be a free, to be free again, someone had to die. And we know the story of the cross. God's people, the children of Israel, they had the law. They did. but according to the Spirit. In other words, there's a change that's supposed to happen. Once we have been saved, there's a change, and we no longer live toward that sinful nature, but we live according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. You hear that voice, oh, you can control it. No, I'm sorry, you can't. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Let's read that one again. The mind of sinful man is death. In other words, the Word of God is telling you You cannot walk back down that road. I'm talking to somebody today. I feel that so strongly while I'm in this pulpit. You cannot walk back down the road that God has delivered you from. The mind of sinful man is death. The word of God is telling you that's what will happen to you. But the mind controlled by the spirit, and that's a capital S there, so that's the Spirit of God is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. Well, no, Brother Bruce, I would. Yeah, I may, I may f- flirt with my, my past, but, but I'll never be hostile toward God. The Word of God says you will. After a while, you will. After a while, you will will compromise enough that after a while, you will not care what God is saying to you. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Let me cut the chase. What you can't do, Jesus did for us. What you and I can't do, Jesus did for us. If you want to be free from the law of sin and death, Listen to me. Jesus shed his blood and died and rose again just so you could be free. And there is a voice speaking in your ear this morning that is telling you, I want to set you free. And it's not my voice. The price of yours and my freedom was the blood and life of Jesus Christ. Let me talk to someone here today. You don't have to stay addicted. If you are addicted and you're in this, in this group this morning, you don't have to stay that way. Jesus bought your freedom. And he made a way for you to be free. I've seen him deliver instantaneously. I've seen him deliver through programs such as our Celebrate Recovery. I have seen him deliver people slowly, slowly. But I've also, as I said, seen him do it instantly. But the blood of Jesus was shed, not so that we would say, what a martyr, but he was, that, that blood was shed so that you and I could be free. That's the whole purpose of the blood. Someone here today who longs for just a little peace in your life, Jesus bought your peace. He did. There is nothing like the peace of God. His death, his burial, and his resurrection bought for you and me peace that passes all understanding. That's what Philippians 4, 7 says. It says the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Someone here today may be saying, but I'm not addicted. I'm just tired of being angry all the time. I'm tired of always feeling like there has to be a better way and not finding it. I'm tired of feeling worthless. I'm tired of just existing. Listen to me. Please listen to me. I felt this so emphatically when God began to give me this part of this message. Jesus died for you. Your anger, he will take away. And he'll give you a new heart filled with love and peace. I don't know if you've ever, if you're, you're, if you're here and you're dealing with anger in your life, do you remember when there was no anger? It seemed like life was, was was just lighter and, and, the, and, and the, the colors were more vivid and life was just so much more enjoyable but Jesus died for you and he'll replace your anger with a new heart filled with love and peace he will end your search for a better way because according to John 4, 14 and 6 he is the way and Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the way. So if you're looking for a better way, he is the way. And worthless? You think you're worthless? Why would he die for you if you were worthless? Well, Brother Bruce, he died for everybody. I'm sorry. If you were the only person living, I believe he would have died if that's what it would have took for us to be saved. So you can't, you can't say you're worthless because Jesus saw value in you. And you think you're just existing. <laughs> Please understand, He has purpose for, for He has purpose for you. He never intended for you to just exist. The life he has for you is filled with purpose. And I'm not going back through that because I think I might even touched on that last weekend or maybe the weekend before. But in Jeremiah, I know the thoughts I have for you, saith the Lord. But you have to listen to his voice. Right now, he's calling you. He's telling you and he's telling me, he's telling every person here in this message today, here in this room and online, I have bought your freedom. Thank God for those precious men and women through the years that have laid their life on the line for the freedoms of this great nation. Thank God for them. But I'm I'm here to say this. That's, That's fine, go right ahead. Because we do honor them. But what they gave their life for was temporal. In other words, at some point, this is all going to pass away. But what Jesus gave his life for is eternal. And he has given his life so that you and I could have freedom in him and live with him. For eternity. You know, if Adam and Eve would just have listened to his voice. Oh, they heard his voice, all right. Adam, where are you? Come on out, Adam. Well, Lord, I'm embarrassed. Why? I'm naked. Adam, who told you you were naked? This is a perfect environment. Would well, you see the serpent came along and... Well, Lord, it was that woman. She was the one that did this. Eve... What have you done? Well, it was that serpent. Whose voice have you been listening to? Whose voice have you been listening to, Adam and Eve? I think you've listened to too many voices. I'm the one that talks to you in the garden. I'm the one that tells you how much I love you. I'm the one that's always here for you and I'm talking to you. But you've allowed another voice to enter in. If Adam and Eve would just have listened to his voice, he walked with them every day and in the cool of the evening and they heard his voice. But listen to me. This applies to every one of us in this room today. The day they stopped listening to his voice, they lost. Their freedom watch this
1: i was in alaska doing a lawsuit we're way out in the aleutian islands getting ready to leave and go back to anchorage and then home and i had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane a pastor came up and he said listen i can save you money i said how's that he said i flew a small airplane up here and I fly a small airplane, and I can take you in my little airplane, and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound, I said, gee, thank you so very, very much, but I've got this ticket, we'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you gotta do it, you gotta do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane, and I looked at it and I thought, Well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it, we got in. He's on the left front, I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up, and it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea, we normally don't. I said, well, this time we're going (laughs) to. And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently and we start climbing and it's wonderful, not a problem in the world. We started climbing and we flew probably three, four minutes and something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me and he said, we're going in the clouds and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? (laughs) Now it's been cloudy all day and we go right up into the clouds and you can't see anything and he looks at me and his eyes roll back in his head and he starts mumbling and he passes out passed out cold now i grabbed him and i shook him and i said come on you gotta wake up so i can kill you now we're in the clouds flying along And my friend in the back seat said we're dead aren't we i said there's a very good chance of that yes he said what are we gonna do i said i don't know But there was a radio right there. I handed him the microphone and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. You guys know proper radio etiquette? I said, Give yeah. me." I said, Tell we don't know nothing. Tell him we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. He said, You're telling me you have nobody to fly that plane with you? He said, Tell him that's correct. Now you gotta understand I am sweating bullets. He said, The first thing I'm gonna do is start circling so I don't lose you. Because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm going to get Anchorage emergency for you. And Anchorage emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on, said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe you gotta promise me you'll obey my voice he said you can't see me but i can see you and he said if you're not going to obey my voice you're gonna die when you can't see anything you have no idea how disorientated you become finally he said okay i found you now hear me clear he said you're four minutes from a mountain he said you're gonna crash in that mountain and die follow my voice i never said i have to follow your voice Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand, without God's voice, you have nothing, nothing. Finally, he got us turned, and he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's gonna take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage, and there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just mindfulness. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will. But I'll take you through. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747 started talking to us. They said, We're praying for you, man. you are gonna make it. Listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices. Everybody in this world wants to talk to you. Everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and said, Now I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights, and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he keeps saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, through my voice, they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, beside the grass. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. Finally, it all came to a stop, and the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me but they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room in about four in the morning to knock at my door. I opened the door and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're the voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. You understand one day you're gonna stand before him and say you were the voice you're the voice that brought me home if you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice your heads full of voices and then we wonder why kids crash and burn we wonder why marriages are shattered and the Lord's saying I'm the one Who has the voice all i can remember is that voice saying stay with me stay with me don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm stay with me and i'll take you through tonight you have a god who has promised to take you through a living sacrifice
0: I step here. Every time I step to this pulpit to preach to you, I never know when it will be the last time I will see you. I know what it's like to stand in this pulpit and tell a young couple. You've got to let God guide you. You've got to forgive one another. You've got to love one another. Your children are depending on it. Only to watch them know they're going to do it their way. To watch their marriage blow up and the children just, that's the ones that lose. I know what it's like to kneel with a brother. Right there. He was on this side of the altar. I was beside him. I prayed on this side. I went around and got on the other side. I prayed with him. It was on a Sunday night and on Monday. Put a shotgun under his chin and pulled the trigger. I never know, so I'm begging you today. Listen to the voice of God. Never forget the story it made such an impact because of the experiences that I've had in my life. But when the Pentagon and the plane flew into the Pentagon and all of the, the carnage and everything that had happened there. One of the stories that came out of that was this one particular person. He wasn't hurt as bad as the rest of them. And I don't remember the story exactly. But he started making his way and he he could figure out the walls were destroyed things it, it, everything they were turned around they but he began to pick up things that he realized where he was in the building and he he said i knew we had to get out of the building and he said he picked up a couple of signs that he knew that okay this is this is the kitchen this is the boardroom whatever it was that he he, he found and and people were shouting everywhere, which way do we go? And finally he started crying out to them, follow the sound of my voice. I found the way out. Just, just follow the sound of my voice and when you all get here, we'll exit the building. Today, freedom's voice is calling. Freedom's voice is calling. Anybody want to be free? Anybody struggling and you need to be free, these altars are open to you. If you're scared to come by yourself, take somebody by the hand and let them come with you. I feel the weight of the message today. I feel the weight Are you free? If you're not free, please. Thank you. Anybody else? Father. I've said what I had to say. I've said what I felt like you had me to say. Now you're the one that's going to have to say it directly. Someone has to move. That hasn't moved yet. Somebody's got to move. Speak to them right now. Speak to their heart. Today is somebody's freedom. Today is somebody's freedom. I give you thanks for it.